Get your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Edwards. Oh, man. Rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double figure scoring. And the ones who pitch a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back on the track at the wall. Twist take the lead 2 1. Nelson Cruz golfing a 1 2 pitch to the second deck in left center. Parisi fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! right to Dalvin, turns it up, to the end zone, touchdown! And what is going on everybody, Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct, we are back from the Gov's palatial governor's mansion here in Minnesota, I want to say what's up, appreciate you all tuning in, once again, sports done right, coming to you live, um, Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook using Sports Done Right in the search, W-R-I-G-H-T. And follow yours truly, the Sports Governor Vince Wright, on Twitter at the Big Smooth one That's the Big Smooth, the number one. And I'd love to hear from you, man. Um, a couple things to get into on tonight's show here, and this is going to be kind of an abbreviated show. It's not going to be the full hour, but got to focus on the NCAA Tournament the bubble, what this is going to look like, how it's going to feel, and can it throw some of the the higher rank seeds kind of out of kilter a little bit. Uh, No Duke, no Kentucky in the tournament for the first time since the mid-70s, if I remember correctly. And um, that is definitely a weird thought. Definitely a weird thought. But again, coming off COVID year 2020, you know, whatever happens, you, you really... You know, everything's on the table. Everything's on the table. want to send a special shout-out to uh, R.C. Ronald Cameron. Um, hang in there and get well, my brother, up there in Duluth, Minnesota. Take care of yourself and uh, get that rest in. Um, we're thinking about you and praying for you, my friend. So take care. And one of the other things is the Timberwolves. We're not going to talk too much Timberwolves tonight, but we've won two of three since the NBA All-Star break. Playing a little different, a little more inspired hoops. So, you know, again, not that we're going to jump on this bandwagon and go, hey, everything's cured, but, you know, keep it going. And when D'Angelo Russell gets back, they're going to have some questions to answer because, you know, here's the thing. If this keeps up, let's say, and the Wolves start winning some games, then how do you put them back in? You got to have the talk with them and you got to say, look, <laughs> things are kind of rolling along so you need to fit into this new scheme as opposed to as we know because he he does like the ball to go through him and whatnot he may have to uh readjust things here 
if, and obviously a huge if, if these Timberwolves keep winning. Um, talking a little Big Ten basketball, obviously the big story here in Minnesota. Richard Patino was formally let go. Uh, this took place actually last night from what we're hearing. And here's the thing about Coach Patino and, and kind of how the Gopher Nation, I guess, is is looking at this. And you don't see this too often. You see a lot of love for Richard Patino. You know, you look at that record and especially the Big, Big Ten record and go, man, well, you know, well, what's going on here? But he is, he's a good dude. He's, he's really good on camera and in front of the TV screen. He, you know, knows how to kind of crack the one-liners and, and all that stuff. And I know a few media people here locally was like, hey, he needs to get into the TV side of this thing for a minute if he doesn't necessarily want to coach right off the bat after, you know, obviously everybody knew he was going to be, he was going to be let go from Minnesota. But this morning, the new University of New Mexico Lobos hired coach Rick Patino, or not Rick Patino, excuse me, uh, Richard Patino, and good for him, good for him. You know, maybe a, a change in scenery, uh, maybe a step back in conference, as opposed to Big Ten ball. You know, Dan Munson, when he left here again, now he had success, you know, at Gonzaga before he was hired here in Minnesota. But, you know, he went out to, of all places, Long Beach State and kind of got that program going in the right direction and got them in the tournament. So um, a few times as well. So good luck to Coach Patino. We wish him all the best. No ill will. Just thought it was that it, it was just time. It was just time for a change. Um I don't know who they're going to bring in. There's a few names that have been thrown out there. Um, Eric Musselman from Arkansas because of his dad's ties. Uh, for those kind of little younger who don't know, Eric Musselman, the head coach at the University of Arkansas, his father, Bill Musselman, not only was the first Minnesota Timberwolves coach in their franchise history, he was also the former Minnesota Golden Gopher coach back in the mid-70s. And they were known for their opening warm-up back, kind of like a, a junior version of the Harlem Globetrotters. Gophers come out, kind of put on a little show, and they kind of became known for that. But also some good players that uh, his dad, Mr. Musselman Bill, was able to land here. So there's that familial tie to the state of Minnesota. But who knows? I mean, it doesn't sound like right now he's coming. And then you got Brian Dutcher out there at San Diego State. And his his father as well, Jim Dutcher, legendary Minnesota coach who actually came in after Musselman. And led the Gophers to the 82 Big Ten uh, outright uh, championship. Uh, they didn't do conference tournaments back then. So, I mean, you got those two being bantied about, but... I mean, John Beeline's name has been mentioned. He's doing work with the Big Ten Network. Um, I think, as most people have said, you, you kind of go to him and make him tell you no. Um, as I've heard on uh, other shows, you know, you got to reach out to him because of the success he had at Michigan. Knows the conference, obviously, working at the Big Ten Network. So can he maybe come in and would he be interested? Another thing here. Again, this is kind of for the Minnesota fans of the show. 
their arena, Big Ten, uh, you know, Williams Arena at the University of Minnesota. Is it time to 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 either redo it or do you move them downtown to the Target Center? Now think of that, all the work it took to get the Gophers out of downtown with football. But here's the thing, and, and I heard this on KFAN the other day, and um, Chip Scroggins did a, a really good article on replacing Williams Arena. And, and honestly, for all those who grew up with the mystique of Williams Arena with its raised floor being built in 1925 or 28 or whenever it was and just kind of that coziness, it is time. Because I'm going to tell you, my father-in-law has fourth row seats down um, just under one of the baskets. Now for a game, phenomenal seats because you're right next to the Gophers bench. You can literally hear everything that they are saying. But your sports governor, Vince Wright, being 6'4", 6'5", I don't really fit into the to the, the regular seats that they have down there. They have bench seating a little up higher. But on the lower end of the upper deck and on the on the main level, they have regular seats in there. And I can't even sit straight in these seats because there is just there's no room. I, I went to a game. My brother-in-law, he's a lot thinner than I am. But, you know, he's like 6'1", 6'2"-ish right in there. And he was even having some issues. Big Mike, Eden Prairie, thank you for uh, popping in there. We also have Nolan from Prairie, where is it? Blooming Prairie. Nice. Appreciate you, Nolan. Thank you for listening. We got Sarah listening in Minneapolis. We've got Sydney listening in North St. Paul, Minnesota, and a couple others that have checked in on the Twittersphere. We have Brian in Hudson, Wisconsin. Appreciate you, Brian. And we also have Christopher listening to us down in Hastings, Minnesota. Appreciate you guys. So, Here's the thing. Maybe it is time to redo that arena. I don't know if you're going to necessarily get in the way with making uh, the transition to a Target Center, which is in downtown where the Timberwolves play. But, you know, Chip talked to young people. He talked about the coaches and how they, or his article mainly focused on coaches and how this job is looked at nationally. And then there have been other articles put out there where they've talked to some of these local kids, um, some of these local talented kids that have come out of Minnesota, uh, Trey Jones and and his brother and, you know, just uh, Jalen Suggs. And every single one of them said when given the choice between playing between Williams Arena and Target Center, they all chose Target Center. You know, you kind of, as they said, you want to play where the big boys play. So the history of Williams Arena, that lure of Williams Arena means nothing to to today's kids. I mean, it doesn't. It means, Jack, you know what? It means absolutely nothing. So now you got to look at redoing Williams Arena because it's old, it's tight, it's cramped. And quite honestly, and listen, I've been there and seen many go for games and when they were doing great and when they were number two in the nation, because 1998 did happen. I know they had to take the banner down from the final four, but it did happen. 
So we've all seen the potential. We all know for people of a certain age what it's like when that place is filled up and the product on the on the floor is really worth watching. But yeah, I think it is time to take a look at redoing Williams Arena. Um, you just got to make it a little more modern. You got to have some bells and whistles in there. And quite honestly, you got to make it more comfortable for the fans because like I said, I have to go sit on the bench seating just to have any type of leg room whatsoever. I cannot sit in the seats. And I think for someone who is willing to shell out that money just because, you know, they're six foot four, six, five, whatever I am to sit there and have to literally sit sideways or in some, you know, I've, I've sat sideways one time, the person that sits next to my father-in-law didn't show up for the game. So I was able to kind of turn to my right and extend my leg and, and, but you know, that, that doesn't happen all the time. And it is just, you know, it's, it's an old place. Very quirky because it's connected with what used to be Mariucci arena, the old hockey arena. And for, you know, can you imagine being on one side, it's a basketball arena, the other side, it's a big hockey arena. But everybody loves the new Mary. Well, it's not so new anymore, but the hockey arena they built. So I think it's time to do that with the basketball. I really do. Um, in terms of the job nationally, I think it is what it is. I think it's a middle tier to lower tier Big Ten job. And I I think a lot of you listen to a lot of local media here in the Twin Cities. You'll listen and hear a lot of people that actually agreed with my take on that. Because that's what it is. And I think the Minnesota fans, once they get used to that, can set their expectations accordingly. And I think when Mark Coyle, our athletic director out there, I think he'll do a bang a bang up job like he did with the PJ or PJ Fleck hire. So I think that that's what you do, man. It's it's and you know with coach Patino landing on his feet in New Mexico, this makes this all a lot easier to deal with as well. So stay tuned. We're going to see what happens here. Gophers uh, will not be in any postseason tournament from the looks of it here. They're definitely, uh, I don't even know if they're having like an NIT or whatever that's going to look like this year. But from all things coming out of the campus, it sounds like they're done. And that's fine because they got to kind of get it all figured out over there anyway. Um, One other note in Big Ten news, it sounds like a lot of these stadiums are going to have some fans for football this year. Um, Everybody's going to be making that push, and hopefully with vaccination. Look, however you feel about vaccinations, this, that, whatever, if we can get back to some type of normalcy and get people in stadiums that want to go, let's do it. But, you know, still got to kind of do our parts out there. Um, So... Wisconsin, Iowa, definitely talking about putting butts in seats for for the football season. And if, you know, how it usually goes, if one starts, you know, the rest will follow. I mean, how you're going to sit there at Michigan and Ohio State, stadiums over 100,000. And plus people, you know, a lot of the players, they said the right things last year with COVID and everything. But, man, people want fans in the stands. They want the atmosphere back. 
Um, here in Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins are going to be allowed to have 10,000 fans. Minnesota Wild in a couple games here are going to be allowed to have 3,000 fans in their arena, XL Energy Center. And with that, um, the St. Saint Paul Saints will have some fans. And just being able to have that live reaction to sports again is what's going to be nice. I hope we can get our St. Saint Paul Saints media credentials. We're waiting to hear on those. Um, but I, I can't wait. I want everybody to be safe, of course, because I think we're on the verge of maybe turning a little bit of a corner here and getting back to that. Um, one other thing, too, in the Big Ten, and what we'll, we'll kind of it just kind of goes into our our uh, tournament stuff here, but a little rumor popped up. Now we've talked about Richard Patino, but Rick Patino, by the way, who is back in the coaching game with the Iona Gales, and by the way. He's gotten them into the tournament in his first year. Indiana has relieved their basketball coach of duties. Again, you're listening to Sports Done Right on most major podcasting platforms. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota, your host. Is Indiana desperate enough to take a shot on Rick Pitino? My answer is yes. Again, basketball school, uh, great success this past year in football, and that's great. And they've had a couple quick moments here for football, but it is basketball, basketball, basketball in the state of Indiana. And I think that they're so ready to get Indiana back, as if you're a Hoosier fan, back to where they were, back to where you think they belong, which is in that upper echelon of top 10 programs, that they would absolutely be willing to, to give Patino a shot. Now, let me say this. There's a lot of baggage that comes with that whole Patino situation and, you know, getting mistresses pregnant and all kinds of stuff like this. But I think Indiana, I think, you know, as he's kind of been out of sight, out of mind for a little bit, I think Indiana would definitely take a look. And if they could land him, I think they would. I know Patino has said all the right things. He had a press conference here, and he, he said he's not going anywhere. We've heard that, that before from, from a number of coaches that have been, uh, you know, looking elsewhere. And, I mean, if you're Patino, how do you not listen? I mean, it is Indiana. You know you're, you're going to have support. You know you're going to get the, the backing of, um, you know, administration now and, and all this stuff. And, like I said, I, the fans are ready to win there consistently. Again, and it be a top echelon college basketball program. So I, I, I'm not so sure that Coach Rick Patino isn't listening to Indiana. And of course, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So we will see. I think it might happen. Stay tuned. Who knows? Vikings uh, making a little bit of noise in free agency. Uh, You know, nothing that's really going to get anybody's skin up here. 
It'd be nice if uh, they could do some restructuring on that Cousins contract. You know, Tom Brady, uh, he restructured his contract here uh, either today or yesterday, basically allowing them to keep the gang together, as they like to say down there in Tampa. Gopher or Gophers, the Vikings need help at offensive line, defense. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Now you're looking to trade Barr. We'll see. I mean, it's 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 early. Rick Spielman still can uh, work some magic here, but I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, oh, we're going to have more on the Vikings in next week's show. Um, let's do this. We're going to take our one and only break. When we come back, we're going to get into the Big or the Big Ten. We're going to get into the NCAA tournament. Um, not a whole lot really happening right now. We're just kind of waiting for the, the basketball tournament to get going here. Um, we're going to get back into the NBA next week. But really just kind of for the local fans of the show here, really wanted to focus in on that gopher basketball job. Who can I get in here? Um, and I think that's the other thing too, is that you just don't have a lot of candidates out there publicly right now. So we'll, we'll stay tuned and see what's happening here. Um, when we come back, like I said, we're going to go over the brackets and we will end the show and we will come back uh, next week with a little bit more in-depth show your the usual hour-long show so i am vince wright sports governor this is sports done right i'll be right back with you yo what's good this is trey frazier this is the barbershop sports talk podcast make sure y'all tune in to us every tuesday night seven o'clock to nine o'clock p.m eastern time Hey guys, this is Sports Gov Vince Wright from the great state of Minnesota, and I'm here to tell you guys about pick and shovelware. Go to pickandshovelware.com. You're going to get 20% off when you use the promo code NORSTAR. Get 20% off right now when you use the promo code NORSTAR. That's pickandshovelware.com.
Yo. Yo, big, wake up, wake up, baby. Mm. Yeah. Yo, big, wake your ass I'm up. up. Come on. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Big, wake up. I'm up, Diddy. What the fuck, man? What's up? Come on, now. It's a quarter to six. We got the 7:30 flight. Mm. Yo, big, big, I'm big. Up. Yeah, I hear you, dog. I hear you, man. All right, 7:30. Yo, take down this information. I no pen. Tell your girl and uh, remember it or something. All right, Can you yeah, do that? Yeah, write this down. Alright, um, mm. like 504. 504. Leaving Kennedy. Kennedy. Going to LAX. Whoa. Cali? No doubt, baby. No, we gotta get this paper. Mm, no doubt. Alright, All right. I'm up. I'm up. Yo, big. I'm up, man. Like 
The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live. And we are back. Last couple minutes of the abbreviated Sports Done Right show tonight. LeBron gets into the MLB ownership game. He's going to be taking a little bit of ownership in with the Boston Red Sox. Um, He is actually, as I was trying to see if there's any word on the actual percentage. Just to give you an idea, you know, Magic Johnson, he has like 2.73% of the Dodgers. And he bought in for that for 50 mil. Um, you know, Dodgers, Red Sox, definitely two of the most valued franchises in baseball. So congrats to the king, LeBron James. He'll have to lose that Yankee hat now. But, um, you know, and everybody's like, well, what's this going to do for the game? 7% black uh, participation in Major League Baseball. Will that help? Maybe. I mean, you know, I'm not one of these gung-ho people that just flies off the bat. Hey, LeBron's, you know, in on the ownership, so now all of a sudden black kids are going to start playing baseball. We will see. You know, baseball's got to do a lot more than that to, to, you know, up their minority uh, um, numbers again. But, you know, hey, congratulations to LeBron. Uh, Very cool. Nothing wrong with expanding the franchise, so to speak. So congrats to him. Um, Some other things that are going on here. Andy Dalton to the Chicago Bears, which I, I'm sorry. I just, I, well, you know, (laughs) I just don't get it. Bears obviously sending a message to Trubisky. Um, Foles is gone. I mean, Chicago right back to where they were. You know, it looked so good for a minute. And then all of a sudden, it just goes to show you how quick it can go south with with your franchise. All right. So, we were talking uh, the Patinos. Let's get into some college hoops here. It is spring. Here's the thing. Tournament time is here. I'm thinking about making a run down to the Iowa-Minnesota border. I can bet legally on sports in the in the state of Iowa. So I'm, I'm you know, looking at some games here and this and that. Um, this is just going to be very interesting. Everybody obviously is playing in Indianapolis. It's a bubble situation. Pandemic still with us. So, you know, normally you'd have some advantages like Gonzaga being number one in the West. You know, they'd be playing very close to home for a number one seed. Um, Same with Baylor, Michigan, and Illinois. But it is what it is. Um, Not a big fan of these play-in games. I mean, we went from like one play-in game. Now we got four and, uh, you know, I mean, whatever. Michigan State, UCLA, I think it's kind of funny seeing those two names out there in a play-in game for the NCAA tournament. 
Michigan State finished up at 15 and 12. UCLA finished at 17 and 9. Disappointing seasons, but um, let's get into it here. So we talked about the West. You got Gonzaga, number two seed Iowa. I think this is this is very interesting because I think this can set up kind of nice for Iowa, at least to, to make that run to the to the. Um, uh, East Finals there. So saying to get past Grand Canyon, I'm assuming now here's where it gets interesting actually. Oregon VCU, that's they would play the winner of that game. I think they have enough, but Oregon's tough. VCU, because you never think of Virginia Commonwealth, but they have had pretty decent teams over the past few years. Again, new setup, pandemic, not really having the home or the crowds and this and that. If they can get past that game, then they're going to be looking at either a team, probably USC or Kansas. Um, number four seed in that in the East is Virginia. And they start out against Ohio. They would then play the rent winner of the um, Cal Santa Barbara or Creighton game. Creighton would be a real tough game for them. So keep an eye there. You notice how I'm focusing on our Big Ten teams a little bit. Um, keep an eye out for Oklahoma State in this tournament as well. Baylor got the number one seed, um, lost a couple games. They're 22-2, and two, obviously dominated all year long. And here's the thing. If Baylor, and obviously should get past number 16, Hartford, they take on the winner of North Carolina-Wisconsin. That could be an interesting game. You have North Carolina kind of playing a little bit better now. Same with Wisconsin, you know, 18 and 10, not a, a record you're used to hearing from North Carolina, 17 and 12 for Wisconsin. But hey, both of those teams can ball. We know about Wisconsin here locally in the Big Ten and Minnesota and just how they put together their program. So, you know, that's that's something that in that second round game that could be real interesting. Baylor taking on Wisconsin or North Carolina. Um, I think actually Wisconsin may give them a little tougher time. I hate saying that because, you know, I do not love giving Wisconsin credit, but it is what it is. You got Purdue in North Texas. Purdue is the fourth ranked seed in, um, in the South, excuse me. Uh, Purdue, again, playing decent basketball, heating up at the right time, as they like to say. I'm real interested, however, though, I want to see Arkansas, I want to see what Musselman can do with this team down there. Uh, say they win, they're going to more than likely play Texas Tech. Um, Texas Tech, again, was in the championship game a couple years ago here in Minneapolis, actually. Um, but I think Arkansas, and again, on the lower half of that bracket, you're looking at Florida and Virginia Tech. Ohio State, which is the number two seed against Oral Roberts. And if it gets to the point where we could, here's what I would like to see in the South uh, semifinals. I'd love to see Arkansas and Ohio State. Ohio State because I'm a Big Ten guy, but Arkansas because of what Musselman's been able to do down there, kind of reviving the program. We're going to talk about another other, or excuse me, another SEC team here in a moment, but that could be real interesting. In the Midwest, you got Illinois, the number one seed, 23 and six. Came back dominating, won the Big Ten tournament. They get Drexel in the first round. Their second round is uh, would just for the sake of the state would be fun because uh, uh, the game below them 
is Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech. And if Loyola Chicago, I mean, that's an 8-9, so that's pretty much a, a, a toss-up game. So it would the, the, the state of Illinois, the city of Chicago, would love to see Illinois and Loyola Chicago match up. Um, you have Sister Jean back in attendance here. I think that's, I hope that's her name. Was it Sister Jean? Uh, who followed them to the Final Four a couple years back. And, um, yeah, would love to see it in the bottom half of those brackets. You got Oklahoma State, 20-8, and eight, really playing some good ball. Going up, keep an eye on Liberty. Liberty has always, they've kind of gotten some talent in recent years out there at Liberty University. And despite, you know, some of the stuff, kind of with the, the politics and stuff that was going on, because, you know, very religious institution, had some of their minority players uh, leave over some disagreements over social issues. But here they are, Liberty back in it, 23-5, 13th seed. Um, we talked about uh, Brian Dutcher out of San Diego State, 23-4. and four. I mean, he just keeps winning out there. They're the sixth seed. And I'm going to – here's my upset game right here, and it's not so much an upset. Um Look for Rutgers to beat Clemson. Rutgers is the 10th seed. Clemson's the 7th seed. Clemson 16-7, 15-11 for Rutgers. Rutgers starting to play some decent ball again. Started the season off very hot. And I I look for uh, Rutgers to come out of that game to take on the winner of the Houston-Cleveland State game. More than likely should be anyway. Houston. Houston. Has done a phenomenal job this year. 24-3. and three, The number two seed, folks, by the way. So we'll see what they can do. Because they may, they may have a nice little run there. Um, no real major teams to stop them. West Virginia's the three seed. They're a decent team. But stay tuned. Um, we talked about Patino and Iona. The, six, or the 15 seed. They'll be playing the other team that I've really been keeping an eye on out of the SEC. And that's the outside. Um, their basketball team is very good, very well coached, 24 and 6, SEC champs. And here they are. And I'm looking for them to really make a nice little run here. If they can get out of this game with Iona, they're going to take on the winner of the Maryland UConn game. I think they are definitely good enough to beat either one of those two. I'm not impressed at all by Maryland. And from there on the top half of that bracket, you have Texas, the three seed. They should get by Abilene Christian. And then you have BYU and the winner of the Michigan State-UCLA play-in game. So setting up real nice for Alabama until they can get out to the semifinals uh, or maybe even the finals of the East where they would more than likely, if you just go by the seeds, take on Michigan. And boy, I'm now that's something I'd love to see. Juwan Howard has done a phenomenal job this year. We've talked about him on past shows. He he deserves everything that he's given credit for. And little crowd slam and a little boxing bell for for what Juwan Howard's done out there. Uh, they take on the winner of the Mount St. Mary's Texas Southern game, but LSU. Uh, St. Bonaventure, the winner of that game, is going to wind up playing Michigan should Michigan not get upset. Um, outside, out, other than the East, I mean, here's the thing. In, in this year more than not, it could be anybody's ball game. So I'm just going to say keep an eye on 
obviously Michigan and Alabama. But if I had another team in there that, you know, could kind of throw the apple cart, it's going to be Florida State. And if they get past UNC Greensboro in their first game, they'll take on the winner of the Colorado-Georgetown game. Georgetown, glad that they are back. So happy for my main man, Patrick Ewing, and what Patrick Ewing has done there. Now, not the best of seasons. They won the Big East tournament, but here they are. And always good to see Georgetown back. So, um, you know, games get started here tomorrow with with some of these playing games. Obviously, this first weekend's coming up. And we may pop back on and do do a weekend show, just kind of, you know, here's what we're looking at now. Here's, you know, who's won. So keep an ear open this weekend. We may uh, jump on Sports Done Right as well. Um, folks, unfortunately, got some things that I got to finish up this evening. So, again, a very abbreviated show. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. Good luck to the Golden Gophers. Got to find that coach. Got to get it right. And they'll go from there. And all the other stuff with the Minnesota basketball program, um, I hope, gets better. Um, other than that, my friends, take care, be safe, stay cool and get rid of the last of this snow in Minnesota, man. It's time to hit the golf links. All right. We'll be right. Or we'll be right back. We'll be back next week. Another sports done right with Vince, right? The sports governor. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to sports done right with your host, the governor of Minnesota sports talk, the honorable Vince, Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.